Zacchaeus the tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Good evening. Turn to the person next to you and say, you look beautiful tonight. <laughs> I've known George uh, for a few years. A few years ago, he and I both went to Finland together and uh, he helped me out a bit there and that was really nice. And uh, um, it's nice to be here tonight. I live in Emsworth, and I run a Christian organization called Soteria Trust, and we specialize in Nigeria. Uh, Nick, this month, in a few weeks' time, I'll be going back there. It'll be my 40th trip in, in 28 years in a city called Ibadan, which has many millions of people in it, in the south of Nigeria, and um, I've, you may have one of those, or you can get one of those, it's on your seat. I'd appreciate if you could do something for me. If you could take one of those home with you, if you could have a little read through it, it might take you 15 minutes, 18 if you're slow, and then when you've read it, I wonder if you could just spend a few minutes praying there's a lot of praying people in this place tonight so that would really help me because God will listen to your prayer and he will answer your prayer and that would really help us with our four projects that we've got in Nigeria thanks very much I don't know if you're very familiar with the reading that was read tonight uh, I think a lot of you will be familiar and um, sometimes when we're familiar with something, we can dismiss it. So I don't want you to dismiss it. When I get to the end of my talk tonight, after a couple of hours, I'm going to ask you all to respond, if you'd like to, whoever you are. And uh, if you're someone that knows Jesus already, I'm going to ask you to respond. And if you're someone that doesn't know Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond also. So this man, Zacchaeus, that we're told about that Jesus met, was an amazing, amazing man. 
And we're told that as Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, that there was a man there called Zacchaeus. And we're told lots of things about him. We're told, first of all, that he was a man that had a position. He didn't just have a job. He had a job, but he had a high position. We're told he was a chief tax collector. He was in charge of other tax collectors. He was a man of position. We're told that Zacchaeus was wealthy. So let me just reread the first few verses. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. I remember the first time Jesus was passing through my life when I was 14. And the man at the front said that we could know this Jesus. And when he said, come out to meet Jesus, I was the first one up and out. And for the next two or three years, I totally turned my back and walked the other way. And then when I was 17, a few years later, I went to this Christian event in the summer, and I was not a Christian at all. Not at all. I was not interested at all in Jesus or anything religious, even though I did go to church. But I would have just stopped any day now. And it it was like Jesus was passing through at those times, and he still is. And on this occasion, Jesus entered this place, and we're told he was passing through, and there was a man there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. And it says in verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. That's all. Was he sick? No. Was he in need? Apparently not. Did he come for somebody else, as often is the case? No. Did he have someone sick in his family, a son or a daughter or anybody else? No. Was he poor? Was he hungry? No. He was great. But he was curious. He he just wanted to see, that's what it says in verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was, that's all. The other thing that we're told about Zacchaeus was he was a short man. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being short, he couldn't because of the crowd. He was short. So let's describe him. He was short, he could run. So he couldn't get to Jesus, so he ran ahead. This short man, how, how, how tall was he? Must have been shorter than me. Must have been four foot something. Four foot six, four foot eight. We're told he was a short man. He couldn't see above people. He was short. He could run. He ran. He could climb a tree. And he was a wise man. Short, could run, could climb. And he was a wise man as the story unfolds. That becomes apparent. And the other thing about Zacchaeus was he responded immediately. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he couldn't. Have you got a disability? Is it physical? Is it mental? What might it be? What's stopping you? 
What would be stopping you and me? He couldn't because he was a short man because of the crowd. So he had an internal problem and he had an external challenge. There's people around him. It was a crowd. It was a lot of people. But he wasn't put off. Are you put off by the things that are happening or will happen to you? So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. I just want to see who he is. Since Jesus was coming that way. Verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, so there he is, the little man, the wealthy man, the man of position, the man of wealth, the man that was short, was now in a tree. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. And spoke to him. Called him by his name. Stopped. Looked up. Called him. Zacchaeus. Come down. Immediately. Come down immediately. I remember the first time I went to Nigeria nearly 28 years ago, I got back after two and a half weeks and found that I was alive. I got to Heathrow, I fell on the floor and kissed the floor and said to the Lord, I'm never, ever going back. I'm on the floor. People are looking. It, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't worry me at all. I don't care what I look like, what I sound like, anything. I'm alive. Hallelujah. I've been to hell and back. I'm not going back again, Lord. Amen. It is finished. And then after a few months, I was sensing and feeling the Lord speak to me and say, go back. Take a team. I want you to go back. And lead a team. So I had to change my mind. Complete U-turn. It was a, a massive U-turn. And what has happened since being obedient to that still, small voice of changing my mind, of being inconvenienced, of all the things that you go through over 28 years of going to that place, through highs and low, personally, you keep going back. Why? Is it because I like the place? No. Is it because it's a calling? Yes. Is it because, because there's a calling on my life to go back and do this, that, and the other? Yes. This is what it was like for Zacchaeus. Jesus reached the spot where he was up a tree, looked up, called him by his name, and said, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Zacchaeus was a man of position. Zacchaeus was wealthy. Zacchaeus was curious. I just want to see this man. Zacchaeus 
was short, could run, could climb. Zacchaeus was open-minded. He responded immediately. It says he came down at once. When Jesus calls you and I, do yourself a favor. Get out your tree and come down and say yes. Don't be a fool. Say yes to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. When he calls you and I, the best thing you can do for yourself and others, incidentally, is to say yes to Jesus. And when I get to the end, I'm going to give us an opportunity to respond to this Jesus. Zacchaeus was open-minded. I like this guy, Zacchaeus, because it says... He came down at once, and he welcomed him gladly. Zacchaeus did not care what other people thought about him. Now, he wasn't, he wasn't liked. He wasn't popular. He was a despised man. He was rejected by the majority of the people. They looked upon him as a traitor. He worked for the enemy, the opposite side. And then we find that Zacchaeus was totally transformed. It says in verse 5, When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He didn't care. We care too much what other people think. We care about our reputation. About Jesus, the Bible says that he just cast aside his reputation. He didn't care about his reputation. He didn't care what other people thought of him. He didn't care what other people said to him. We care far too much of other people's opinions of us. He, Zacchaeus, did not care. They began to mutter and say, He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. He knew that. He knew he was a despised man, but he didn't care. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have stolen anything from anybody, I will pay them back Four times. I mean, the first thing he said was amazing. To give half of your possessions to the poor. So he was now encountering a real transformation in his life. I wonder what my half of my possessions would be. It, it's quite a lot. I've got quite a lot of shoes. I like shoes. I've got a lot of shirts. I say to my wife, it's because I go to Africa and I need a lot of shirts. I've got two or three boxes and I just, I put the shirts in there and they only come out when I go to Africa. They're my shirts for Africa. 
I mean, half of my possessions, half of my money, half of everything. He was only required to pay back if he had stolen anything. He was required by Jewish law to pay that back and just 20% on top. So if it's stolen a hundred pounds, he was required to give the hundred pounds back plus the twenty percent, the twenty pounds. But he went a lot further. We need to go a lot further. I need to go a lot further. God is calling me to go a lot further. Like every day, every week, every month, to go a lot deeper, to go a lot further, to be wiser. To be a man of courage. He's calling us men to be men of courage. He's calling us men to man up. So this Zacchaeus was completely transformed now. He said, look Lord. He publicly said it. Here and now. I make a declaration. In front of witnesses, Lord, look, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've stolen anything, I will repay them back four times. I remember when I was converted in 1973, at 10 o'clock at night on the 28th of July, in a little village in Surrey, a few months later, started to have a conscience about all the books I'd stolen from school when I left a few months before. So I gathered all the books I'd stolen from secondary school, put them in two carrier bags, walked to school with two bags of books, walked up to the second floor and saw my old form teacher and said, Mr. Mallet, that's what his name was, Mr. Mallet. I don't know his first name. We just called him Mr. Mallet. Something happened to me in the summer. A change happened to me in the summer. And these are the books I took from school when I left a few months ago. I stole them. I'm sorry. Left them on his desk. He looked at me, could not believe it. He could not believe it. He was totally shocked, disappointed, and yet he thanked me and said, well, that was good of you to bring them back. Thank you for being honest. You can go. And there was a transformation in Zacchaeus' life. Now let's look at Jesus briefly. Jesus, he knocked at Zacchaeus' door. He sought him out. He looked for him, got him, called him by name, and said, it's now or never. I'm walking by. You're up the tree. I'm calling you down now. If you don't come now, I'm not hanging around. It's now or never. Come down immediately. Jesus 
called him out, sought him out, almost like dragged him from the tree. And Zacchaeus, he came down at once, it says, and he welcomed him, not grudgingly, but happily, gladly. That's the first thing we see about Jesus. He knocked at Zacchaeus' door. He's knocking at my door and your door. The second thing is, he called down Zacchaeus immediately. Today, if you hear his voice, say yes. Turn. Say yes. Well, you've been saying no. Turn. Say yes. The third thing about Jesus is he reaches out and just says in his face, just speaks to him straight to his face, Zacchaeus, I want you. I need to come to your house. There's things I want to do in your house. I want to eat with you in your house. Can I come to your house? Can I enter your house? And can I bring my 12 with me? Can I? Jesus saved Zacchaeus. He needed saving. I don't think he thought that day I need saving. He was not broken. He was not ugly. He was not. He was a together guy. He had everything going for him. This man of position. This man of wealth. He was amazing. Just curious. Who is he? What does he look like? What does he sound like? What might he say as he walks by? But he needed saving. Everybody needs saving. Everybody needs saving. Jesus says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I've got a few pictures to help me out here. You know this famous painting. It's a painting where Jesus is saying those well-known words, Behold, listen, look, I stand at the door, which is what he was doing with Zacchaeus. He called him out. He knocked at his door. And here in this painting of the light of the world, a huge painting of it stands in St. Paul's Cathedral, Cathedral. And he's knocking at our door. And Jesus is knocking at the door and saying, if you hear my voice. I heard the voice of Jesus say to me, go back to Nigeria. I've been hearing that voice ever since. I heard the voice of Jesus say to me, I want you to build a school in Ibadan, Nigeria. The land costing, just the land costing 50,000 pounds. Where are you going to get 50,000 pounds? Can you imagine? God calls you to build a school in Africa. 
you. And you think, wow, I need 50,000 pounds just for the land. Where am I going to get that? How am I going to do that? Where's that going to come from? Heard the voice of Jesus say, go back. You need to do things there. You need to help people there. You need to preach the gospel there. You need to pray for the sick there. You need to build a school there. Go back. Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in. Let me in. Jesus is saying to us, let me in. And I'll, I'll eat with you and you'll eat with me. Jesus is saying to you and I, behold. It's like this. Behold. Behold, I stand at the door of your life and knock. I'm knocking. There's no handle on the door. If you hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and eat with you. And for some of us, Jesus might be saying, it's time that you were generous. I'm knocking at your door. It's time that you were more generous. For some of us, he's saying, it's time that you tithed. Plus. What is Jesus saying? For some of us, he's saying to us, we need to speak out. We need to speak up. What's Jesus saying? Some of us are sitting there thinking, I need, I want to speak out. I must speak up for myself, for others. Some of us are saying, some of us are saying, we want to. There's a need to speak up. Some of us need to shut up. Some of us need to speak out. Some of us need to shut up. Some of, it, some of us need to take up the gifts and the talents God has given us. Perhaps some of us have discarded some giftings and things that God has given us. Spiritual gifts, physical gifts, whatever gifts. God has spoken to me recently and said to me, I've given you gifts and you, you've like laid them aside. I've given you spiritual gifts and why have you laid those spiritual things aside? Why, why have you decided to do that? Did you get permission from me to do that? That's not what I want for you. That's not what I want for others through you. Perhaps for some of us, it's, it's taking, going back a couple of steps, going back some years, going back a couple of steps and saying, Lord, I need to go back and pick up some things that I used to do which were really good. I need to go back, step back, and, and need to use the gifts that you've given me there. 
I don't want to be burying my gifts and the talents. Lord, what's happened to that prophetic gift that I used to have? What's happened? What's happened to that? What have I done with that? So what is Jesus saying to you and me at this time? So as I conclude now, in a moment, there'll be an opportunity for us to respond. And let me just read you a, a prayer, which is like a decision that we can use. And in this prayer, I'm putting together three things. It's a time to turn. It's a time to put our trust. And it's a time to take his gift. So that we are empowered. So we need to turn from living our lives our way. And we need to say to him, I want you to be in control. 